Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Husker fans. Welcome to episode 249 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvat. I'm Justin Swanson. In today's episode, we react to Nebraska's walloping of Northwestern and look ahead to the khaki pants squad in Michigan. We also hear from you on the Runza Reaction Line. You can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following at huskerpod or email us at huskerpod at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for their latest deals. That's cnbuffalo.com. Also brought to you by Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell a home in Lincoln or know someone who is? Reach out to Monty at 402-770-3356. Mike, how excited are you about the new Tom Osborne clothing line? On a scale of 0 to 10, with 0 being the least excited and 10 being the most excited? Yeah. Zero. <laughs> yeah. I've just, clothing lines aren't something that get me excited. So that's you know, not a, I am not con- condemning uh, the Tom Osborne fashion line. I did like his little quote. Did you see his little pullout quote? I loved it. No. He no. said, I don't know much about fashion, but I do know more than Bob Devaney. <laughs> I'm really like, can confused and perplexed about whose idea this was because i guarantee you dr tom osborne did not look up from his smartphone the other day and say you know i want an apparel line i think that would be really cool like i don't think he cares so somebody thought it was a good idea i think he cares about the fact that it benefits the teammates foundation yeah no i'm sure i'm sure what happened is someone was like here's a good idea but we'll never. How will Tom go for it? We'll tie it to teammates. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. And I, I'm all for it. You know, if it's if it's helping, sure. You know, if it's helping people, cool. Go ahead and buy some. Yeah, or you could just make a donation to teammates. Yeah, sure that would be. That's probably actually the best way to support them. A more efficient <laughs> and effective way. Anyway, I thought of that because 249 episode 249, we're almost to 255, which is how many wins? Oh, uh, yeah. He had. That's what got me thinking there. We'll probably. Uh, We'll certainly get there before the end of the year. So Yep. Yep. Wow. Crazy to think about. And hopefully there'll be a lot of wins in that stretch. Yeah. Speaking of wins, we want to Has the tide has the tide turned? Have we turned a corner? Um Wow. So we're getting into that with that question because my answer to that question is we will not know if we have turned a corner until next week. Okay. Um I think how we perform against Michigan will be a huge indicator of was the Northwestern game an outlier or was it us finally turning a corner? It was definitely an amazing, clean, explosive, dominant performance. And you can't take that away. Absolutely. Yep. And that, and not only that, but this is a team in Northwestern that we, there's only been one or two times when it hasn't been close. So to not, to not have it be close right away 
that's huge. Yeah. I feel like a lot I feel like a lot of people wanted to pick this as a big blowout, but then they just kept coming back to, "Oh no, no, it's Northwestern. They always play tough." Mhm. Well, I mean, even the commentators on television last night were uh, at a loss for words as to what was going on. They were oh, yeah. they were saying things like, "I just don't understand what's going on with Northwestern. They usually don't play like this." And they they almost seemed flabbergasted that Nebraska was doing so well. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, this is how I you know, people probably would say this sounds arrogant, but this is how it should always be against Northwestern. Mm-hmm. And I know they're going to mm-hmm. they're going to be up and down because they have to recruit a certain uh, you know, academically elite player, you know, you can't just suit up the best athlete. They've got to be pretty smart as well. So it takes a specific type of kid to fit the system, but he knows what he's doing. I mean, that he's been doing it for a long time. So I'm sure they have these swings because that's just what they got to build and they're not, they're uh, maybe rebuilding, but remember, remember this summer? I mean, <laughs> I don't want to say too much more because I don't want to be like cocky or you know rubbing it in anybody's Somebody face. Somebody even went and dug up our tweet about that episode and commented on it. <laughs> that kid was so confident. It was wonderful. Oh my gosh, it was unnerving because I didn't, I didn't think he would be that confident. He was just so confident. Yeah, it's like, oh man, maybe I'm misunderstanding things here, but um, no, it didn't. It was. Uh, <laughs> That was quite quite you a know, victory. In years past, we used we used to pull out clips from those preview episodes to just kind of like give people a snippet of like here's here's part of the conversation we had this summer. Um, it's probably best that we just leave that one be. This yeah, time. yeah. No, no need to dredge that up for right, the, right. That student's dignity. Yeah. Um, but man, oh man, this is this is interesting because. I just remember several times over the last several weeks saying something along the lines of if Nebraska could just play well-disciplined football, not make mistakes, don't have stupid penalties, no stupid turnovers, protect the quarterback, um, there's no reason why we can't go toe-to-toe with anybody in the country, honestly. Um and uh, we saw that actually happen for once <laughs> this yesterday. Yeah. It was beautiful. And I told people in the middle of the game, I had this brief moment of clarity. I was like, the, the way you are feeling right now, remember this. This is the way it used to feel. I want to get back to this where every week this is something that can happen. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's... Uh... It just really all came together, and I'm sure when this season is all said and done, this is going to be a really bad Northwestern team, and it'll be interesting to see who's worse, them or Illinois, which is, you know, hopefully we've just put that slop fest of a game behind us, and that was that was the fluke, you know, not... Not this game. Not, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was the fluke. Um, so far, it seems that, uh, our two teams have gone in completely different directions. So, um, yeah, well, the, so the, so fun. <laughs> yeah, the interesting thing is it. This is actually a season where it does feel like each week our team is getting a little bit better. 
Yeah. Th- there have been times where it feel it felt like it was, you know, one foot forward, two, you know, one step forward, two, three, four, five steps back from week to week. It does feel like each week this team is figuring it out. It's it's dumb, but I think of uh, in the Matrix, you know, he's starting to believe <laughs> like that's what's <laughs> happening to our team. It's like they're getting it figured out. They're realizing that they're a good team. And um, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I mean, I think Michigan is a wonderful example of they're kind of the flip side of Nebraska's coin. They they have had the season so far that Nebraska could have had. They have had some really easy games so far, but they've put the work, you know, they've they've put things together. They've put the work in where last week they they finally, you know, or I guess last week we're talking about just yesterday at this point. Yesterday. But but yeah, the, uh, the this past week's game um they put their money where their mouth is and they beat Wisconsin. So, um, but you know, Wisconsin's one and three right now. Um, but still. they are them. No, but uh, let me, they are Sorry. 10th in S- <laughs> SP plus. Yeah. So, uh, the, the formula really, the algorithm really likes Wisconsin. Yeah. But that's uh, still, that's still a good victory. Uh, mm-hmm. aside from the record. It's weird though. I heard people saying that Wisconsin was supposed to win that game. Like, did you hear that? I don't. It's. Uh, I don't. Know. I saw some chatter like Michigan finally won a game where they were the underdog. I was like, huh? <laughs> well, I guess. Well, Michigan had had a tough like decade of of games at Camp Randall. It's been it's mm. been quite a while since they've won there, so that might be part of it. It is a hard place to go and win. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, Lincoln can get back to that soon. Yep. Anyway. I feel like I'm all over the place. I'm ready to talk about Michigan, so maybe we should slow things down. Okay. Yeah. Let's, we're not we're not ready for that yet. Um, you just want to talk through some stats here? Yeah, let's do it. So, Adrian, 11 to 17 for 202 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. I couldn't have told you. 11 to 17 surprises me. I, I yeah. I felt like he was more accurate than that. For for as good as a game of a game as he had, my mind goes to the running backs and the wide receivers and just everybody else, which probably means you're doing a really good job at quarterback. Mm-hmm. If, yeah. if there's nothing, you know, the, the, there was the one snafu where he tried to pitch the ball as he was going <laughs> down. And that was, he was just a little, a, too much there. a little fast and loose with the football there. Um, but other than that, really clean, effective game. Uh, eight eight rushes for fifty yards and three rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, on that third rushing touchdown, uh, I said to the the guy sitting next to me, I said, "I'm thinking short side option, fake pitch, touchdown." That's what happened. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. That's that great. Cool. Yeah, he he's. I I think we've talked about it in the past. He's not yet done a fake pitch, and it's with with all the work that they've clearly put in to becoming an option team. This year, and they kind of unveiled it two years ago for the first time against Ohio State, and then didn't use it very much last year, I don't think. But they've re- they're really leaning on it. It really threw Northwestern for a loop to hear Fitzgerald talk about it. But to get good, I, I feel like adding that fake pitch is one of the last things you might add. Yeah, I know these small hands of mine. I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I was just I about to dare. say. I I wonder if it was because Martinez is 
fumble prone that like they were just like we're not gonna go there until we're really confident with it well and well and then there's like you know throw your hand out with the ball in it fake pitch but then there's also even just you've still got the ball held between your two yeah, hands in the center of your chest and you're just kind of motion with move. your shoulders yeah, i'm yeah i'm doing it for mike on the camera now hopefully that <laughs> comes through the podcast waves <laughs> um but man that Here, was... I'll, I'll add sound effects and I, I don't mean I'm going to add sound effects later. That's the sound effect. Oh, that was the... Okay, the, the no post-production. That was it. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking at the list of the guys who carried the ball. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven guys had, had carries. Uh, Yant and Ramir, tw- uh, 13 and, and 12. And, but, uh, of course, Jacques Yant. It's a really pathetic french accent had that 64 yard rumble he looks he looks good mm. he looks good apparently he's down t- 25 pounds from when he came in at fall camp and uh that was exciting to see and you know what Ramirez looks good too um he's got more of that straight ahead speed and you really saw that on his touchdown of uh, his first touchdown maybe where he he got the ball and it was pretty straight line weaving a little bit he's a fast guy yeah and you're, you're really starting to see a lot of the talent start to come together in the skill positions that we've we've heard about as is the plan uh and it just hasn't it just hasn't happened for us so yeah things are starting mm-hmm. to come together mm-hmm. and you know as you say all of this i can't help but think we for, for as much talk as there was about the offensive line uh the last several weeks we need to we need to give them props because yes it, it, it wasn't just that they were playing discipline; they were protecting the quarterback. I don't was there. There wasn't a single sack in that game, was there? I don't think they sacked Martinez once. Ooh, uh, let's see, let me scroll through here. <laughs> Sacks uh, zero. They did yeah. not sack him. Yeah. So, not only did we have people running the ball well, not only was Martinez uh, throwing these long bomb passes but but he had time to let those plays develop you know he had time to make a decision to throw it to the guy he wanted to instead of just out of desperation throwing it to somebody so um yeah huge improvement on the offensive line uh if they can keep it up uh, i don't see any reason why they can't put us in a position to win every game going forward and i this isn't kool-aid talking man like I'd look at the schedule. I mean, even even Ohio State, um, you know, somebody had to correct me. I was talking about, like, they were like, um, oh, yeah, let, let's uh, give credit to my friend Cody. Cody, if you're listening, hello. I was talking to him the other night about how, well, yeah, maybe we could win a few games here. And then I just kind of, like, threw out Ohio State as, like, well, that's certainly not going to be a win. And he's like, wait a minute, man. They're not playing. They're not the world beaters that they used to mm-hmm. be this year. And so – you know, if our team keeps improving, if things keep going in the direction they seem to be going, why why can't Nebraska beat Ohio State? So, yeah. well, uh, yeah, I mean, we've we've already taken a couple of top twenty five teams to the wire, mm-hmm. so we've certainly demonstrated that. But to your to your earlier point, yeah, we we had some real shakeup in the offensive line. Teddy Prochaska made his first start at left tackle. Uh, he's a true freshman. Oh, wow. Melkorn South, yeah. And then Norden Wuli, who I think he's German, uh, transferred here from, I want to say Colorado State. I think that's that guy. Uh, 
started at left guard, and then Turner Corcoran moved uh, to right tackle, and Jurgens and Sichterman, center and and right guard, stuck in place. Uh, so, and apparently, I, I, you know, I don't know how these things work. I just assume they pra- they all practice really hard through the week, and then on Friday, uh, the coaches are like, "Hey, man, you're starting." Um, but the, what do I know about anything? So I listened, you know, listening to some of the press conferences, I guess Monday they found out, Hey, you're, you're probably going to start. So oh, wow. I guess, I guess that makes sense. You know, you need to, you need to prepare as though yeah, you're going to start. Get your crap it's together. one thing to say, <laughs> it's one thing to say, Oh, I always prepare as though I'm going to start. But if you know, you're going to start, you might. <laughs> yeah. Psychologically, there is a difference. <laughs> so, so they knew, uh, as far back as Monday that they were going to do that. Um, and this is Northwestern has had a traditionally good defense. So that it's a team that has given us problems. Oh yeah. And, and uh, I just, yeah, I feel so good about the win. Ugh. Th- thanks for bringing it at the O line out. That's an important part of the game. You're bringing me back to first time we played Northwestern in the big 10. We were, we were ranked number nine. Hmm. Well, this, this game reminded me of when we played them back in, I think 2000 or 2001. Hmm. In the Alamo Bowl, and it was seventy-seven to fourteen. Or I'd something. rather, I'd rather uh, remember that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because after uh, we played Northwestern for the first time in the Big Ten, we were no longer ranked in the top ten. Right. Yeah. I thought Crouch. Uh, Crouch. I thought Frost was pretty quick to in the press conference be like, "Look, Northwestern's a good team, and they're going to be, they're going to be back." And uh, I don't know about you. You can't help but wonder if maybe. There's a little danger in keeping continuing to score. <laughs> they still a little. Oh, about, sure. But, Revenge next year, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, but you know, hopefully, hopefully we, hopefully this is stepping stones, building blocks, and it's just a continued ascent from here. I mean, that's what we've all been looking to see happen. Looking for Nebraska to pull away from the Northwestern, Purdue's, Illinois's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and rise up to. Iowa, Wisconsin, and then you <laughs> I'm know, tempted these... to to say amen to everything you're saying right now. <laughs> <laughs> Preach, yeah, and man, yeah, Wisconsin though they are still number ten in SP plus, they do look vulnerable. Uh, their quarterback was knocked out yesterday. Oh gosh, yeah, but I, but Iowa does uh, continue to look good, so that will be that will be a big game. Hopefully, we can uh, we can get our our bowl locked up before that game because <laughs> I'm nervous about that one for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Iowa. So frustrating. Yeah. It's a team that that we wrote off initially, but like they've become they've been a really good football team for a few years now. <laughs> yeah, they're they're on a, they're on a roll. Yeah, Ugh. Anyway. they've got a they've got a they've got a coach who's at the peak of his powers and he knows what he's doing. Yep. Plug and play. So. Yep. I I was really thrilled by defensively. I mean, they just gave up on the run. They didn't even they yeah. weren't even trying it. It was so weird to see Northwestern passing the ball like consistently. I don't I don't know in my brain when, when I think of passing game, I don't think of, you know, teams with really good passing games. Northwestern does not come to mind. No. Well, and uh, and as we kind of previewed them, they were a rushing team. They were not a passing team. Now, maybe Holinsky I think his previous game was his first start, and so they were kind of going to go his direction. Maybe that means they're going to try and pass it more, but, I mean, he attempted 39 passes, completed 25, uh, did throw a touchdown pass, 6.6-yard average. 
Um, Carl Richardson threw one pass. I don't know who. I don't remember that. I don't <laughs> even. Northwestern. Yeah, neither do I. That does not ring a bell. But yeah, their leading rusher, Evan Hall, seven carries, thirty-one yards, average Jeez. four, four point four. Jeez um, Louise, man. They had they ended up with thirty-seven total yards. Ryan Helinski had negative forty-seven on all the sacks. <laughs> oh God. There was a stat posted that has the screenshot has been circulating on social media where there was a point where we had like 300 rushing yards and they had negative 13. Mm. We ended the night with do 427 rushing yards. <laughs> it's, it's the most that we've scored in a conference game in Frost's tenure. I don't think Riley ever scored that much either. That's a lot of points. They spread the ball out, I and mean, we spread the ball out too. We both passed it to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve guys. You know, for as many big plays as we have, I don't. Are you looking at stats right now? Uh, yeah, I but just like a cursory view. I'm not. I was gonna say, who do you think had the most catches? Uh, I mean, you would think Toure. How many think? How many do you think he had? Just based on your memory. Uh, I now see it. So go ahead. <laughs> okay, he had two. Yeah, That's our, crazy, man. And Fowles had two. For 108 yards, though. <laughs> Martin had two. Betts had two. And then you have what eight other guys with one catch. So that's that's yeah. spreading the ball. I around. would not have guessed just two for two Ray. So right. Yeah. He had the one for 70 yards. Mm-hmm. And we averaged 15.3 yards through the air. Dude, it is so crazy to think. Um, one fluke play in the first quarter got them a touchdown and then they never they didn't even get close enough to kick a field well they did get close enough to kick a field goal at one point but we took the ball away from them so they didn't get any points (laughs) yeah that was was beautiful oh my gosh and that so it was maybe 7 to 21 at that point or maybe even 7 to 28 but i think 21 and And when they got yeah when they got into scoring position on that drive, I was thinking, up oh, here they are, clawing back, finding a way to keep in. And then as soon as we took the ball away, I was like, oh, this game might be different. <laughs> yeah. And it certainly yeah, that was, was. That was great. Yeah, that, that touchdown, um, Stefan, Stefan Robinson Jr. was just a double move, and Cam Taylor bit. Cam Taylor bit. <laughs> Cam Taylor <laughs> bit, bit real hard. And I think he'd done a similar route the previous play and had a decent reception there as well. So he had eight eight catches uh, for 116 yards and, and a touchdown. Uh, yeah, I don't want to be too hard on Cam. It, ha- it happens. You're yeah. playing. You're playing aggressive. I assume they were in man. You know, he was on top of him. You get bit. You get a hard double move, and you and you just bite, and that's okay. It didn't. Mm-hmm. Would have been a shutout otherwise, but who's keeping track? The people 20 years ago with. Uh, tickets that say if you limit the team to a certain mm. number of points, you get a, a better deal. Yeah, that's true. It knocked them out of free runs of territory <laughs> from a decade ago. Was it as recent as a decade ago? I don't know. If yeah, I mean, it was when I was in, well, maybe a little longer than a decade ago. Well, it was when Sue was here, so 9 and 10, because I was, I remember being, I think I was in law school, or maybe it was just after. No, I was in law school still. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and I would... I've said this several times, but I would walk around after the games and like pick up tickets. Oh, sure. And uh, I, I had, think I did that with you as a kid once. <laughs> I had at one point, I probably had a dozen frozen runs at home. That's awesome. 
that was those were the days. That's amazing. Yeah. So uh, Jojo it's people Doman, like you, why they don't do that anymore? Probably. <laughs> that might be. I apologize. Thank you for sponsoring our reaction line, <laughs> <laughs> Runza. Um. Yeah, Jojo Doman, nine total tackles, two sacks, three tackles for losses. I mean, that man was everywhere. Mm-hmm. What a force. You could say he was dominant. Dominating? Uh, Dom- it was his domin. There's a reason you, that one hasn't been tweeted out by anybody. I think this year you can't get any better than hip hip to Ray, though. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yep. I just think of uh, a certain listener and their Mo Berries <laughs> observation. <laughs> I think of somebody eating crunch berries. <laughs> Mo berries. How about special teams, Mike? Um, well, we didn't really punt a lot, so I mean, that it's was a gr- good. if you're worried about your punter, never put yourself in position to punt. There was one punt; it was coast to coast, Wait, eighty-four was that yards. The only one that was the only that, punt in the whole game. Yeah, one punt for an eighty-four yards, so he averaged eighty-four on his punts. It was almost hilarious how the crowd reacted to that punt now you were in you were in the stadium right yeah how was it for you (laughs) because i can only imagine oh i mean so that was i think the third quarter and i was in a pretty good mood and just celebrating everything people stuck around man nobody left there was at the end of the game it was still pretty packed because everybody was just having such a great time yeah and uh yeah people were really excited and as it kept rolling everybody was just thrilled it was even and... funny on the field to see the the team like the the players willing the ball to keep rolling <laughs> yeah they were kind of like waving at it yeah yeah so that was great yeah and then connor colt no no field goal attempts but he did make all eight of his extra points mm-hmm. so hopefully he's got his mojo back um no kick returns I think I think every single one was into the end zone. I'm trying to think if he caught one and just fair caught it. I don't I don't know. I think every single one was into the end zone. So and I they, think every punt that we received, did we even try to return anything today? Or okay, I, I, I take it back. They had one kick return for 18 yards, and they didn't get to the 25. Right, so that I do was, remember yeah. that. Yeah. So that yeah, we didn't return. I'm thinking anything. about us returning punts. Yeah, we didn't return. Point. Yeah, we have yeah. So we have zero punt returns. But that, you know, that's what what Frost referred to as the, the hidden yards and the hidden stats because um, Oliver Martin caught three or four punts that had he not, we would have lost massive yards. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they were they were going to be maybe not 84 yards, but they were going to really roll. Mm-hmm. And so him running up into traffic and making a catch, I mean, kind of takes your yeah. breath away. Yeah. I got a but little bit he, nervous at one point. He's the guy that they wanted to have doing that all year. And... And uh, him being out has made a difference. He's yep. been hurt since the first game. So hopefully hopefully he's fine for the rest of the way, if only to catch those those punts reliably. Yeah. And we got to see a lot of backups. I I always say people talk about they want to see a, a fun game, a close game, and I always say a blowout is my oh, idea yeah. of a good game. I wanna see I wanna see a lot of points. I kept being like, More <laughs> and I was a little bit I was a little sad that we didn't score on that final drive. I think we could have. 63. When was the last time we were in the 60s? Just that number sounds so much nicer than 56. Yeah. Doesn't it? It does. No, definitely. We were 
we were close to, but you know, taking a knee, that's cool. Um, yeah, it's nice to be in a position where we can do that, right? Yeah, yeah. The victory, victory formation is the best formation. Looking at the team stats here, we were five of nine on third down. There was a point where we were four of five, and they were at that time, I think, five of eleven. So we just, we just didn't have any third downs to deal with. We had so many big plays, and uh, the first penalty didn't come until well into the game. Well, I remember thinking it looked bogus too. What, do you remember what it was? Uh, I don't remember, but I know it was once we started having the second, third string guys come in. Yeah. So it was like as soon as the second stringer came in, we had a on the offensive line, we jumped off sides. Yeah. Man, just a just a feel good game. Uh, just just what we needed, the chance to to put it all together and make it all happen. Oh, we, you know, we didn't even talk about, I guess you weren't there for it. The, the break between the third and the fourth quarter was really cool. Yeah. They showed, they showed a little bit of it on TV. I think it is so much better. No offense to local artists that may or may not have been played in the stadium in the past, but, uh, I think it's better than what they were doing. Well, so they actually played that song between the first and second quarter. Oh, okay. That's great. Yeah. They played it between the third and fourth quarter earlier this season and so then when they played it between the first and second quarter it was like oh okay what's something's uh, coming yeah what's coming <laughs> yeah and uh it kind of like started in one direction with i don't even remember what song a song that was maybe familiar that we'd heard and then there was this like this hard like record scratch moment and then the pyrotechnics burst into flame on the field and the lights went off and everything got red and they played thunderstruck and uh pretty uh pretty cool yeah pretty cool pretty cool what uh so you said the announcers were were flabbergasted i mean what are they talking about by the end of the the game i just they they seem to be dumbfounded that nebraska uh just was firing on all pistons they were they were laughing about some of the comments that frost made during his halftime interview which i thought was talk to me about that i was rolling did you see it it was. I'm. I mean, like it, we. I retweeted it at one point. I saw it eventually. Uh, yeah. It was just. I mean, what was it? it was thirty-five to seven at halftime, right? Something mm-hmm. like that. And the uh, you know sideline re- reporter tracks him down, asks him, you know, how are you feeling at this point in the game? And he just seemed angry at the defense. <laughs> at the defense. Um, and, and then he was, you know, he's saying he's going to get after him. He said, we should have scored again. Um, it almost seemed like a put on, it legitimately seemed like he was, <laughs> he was like, I have to do this. Um, but you know, I, I talked to my brother a little bit about it and he said, you know what, actually, uh, I respect him for that because like, even in a game like this, you can't rest on your laurels there. I'm sure as a coach, he was seeing a lot of things where he's like, Hey, we need to, we need to tighten this up if we want to get to six wins plus, you know? So yeah, you know, uh, yeah, kind of part, silly the, to, I yeah. don't know how he was after the game, but kind of silly to see him, uh, at the very least, maybe kind of putting on, uh-huh. putting on a little bit of a show there. Um, but at the end of the game, actually, now that I remember it, just right after the game on the field, I remember somebody put a microphone in his face and he was like, you know, this this is a team where 
tonight they they finally you know this is a good team and they they finally had an opportunity to show that and and they did it well so um okay, but so he two- was very measured i apologize i keep talking but yeah no he yeah. seemed to be very measured in how he reacted after the game as well so two thoughts first the person who that makes me think of who's doing that right now i feel like Saban. oh yeah uh, he always it's just ridiculous uh, he makes such a big deal out of and it's a, it's totally a tactical thing we just had a blowout win and now we're gonna we actually have a talented opponent coming up next so that i am going to instead of praising my guys i'm gonna light into him and not let them feel comfortable so He's i think it's definitely <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's definitely a strategy and that's fine and um i suppose i feel like tom probably was like that as well there's you know let's focus on the the opportunity for growth but then okay so that was the first thought the second thought was the footage of frost walking off the field and along with some defensive linemen and they see trev alberts and trev is given the defensive lineman hugs like they it's not like an awkward like hey kid give me yeah, but they're kind of yeah. coming together and then frost comes and there's a high five and a handshake and a hug and then and then frost goes on and then ronnie green's right there and there and then jane green ronnie's wife chancellor's wife is there and it was just uh it was just a love fest and it was awesome certainly not the type of uh scene you would have seen um between coaching staff and administration, uh, I don't know, maybe about six, seven, eight years ago. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> well, a little different, a little different, different dynamics. dynamics there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I tell you, I am really excited. I maybe have, I maybe have said this the last few weeks. I'm really excited about Trev Alberts as athletic director. I, I know there was some, maybe it was manufactured, but a little bit of goofy backlash when he got hired where people are saying we just hired the guy down the street people feel some some folks that oh he's from the 90s so that's why he got hired uh, i think he's a really good leader uh to hear him talk about just his commitment to doing things the right way and you know anybody can say i do things the right way um but to hear the processes he's willing to go through and he's pulled together a group of people to talk about the next 50 years of watching football games in Memorial stadium. What does that look like? How do we make that a great experience Um, to see his excitement for the game and the players? I mean, yes, he, he is a nineties player. Yes. He has a connection to Nebraska. So that's cool. But on top of it all, I think, I just think he's a great leader. So Mm -hmm. I think um, maybe we did hire a search firm and paid some money to find the guy down the street, but um, it's probably, but it's a guy. Yeah. It's a guy down the street who, just so happens to have a proven track record, you know, it's not like yeah, they just yeah. got some rando. Um, so, you know, it's kind of weird. I, when, when he was hired, I went back and I searched some like old tweets and there were rumors that they were pursuing both frost and Trell Alberts at the same time as our, you know, next duo. So maybe moose really was kind of a, let's plug this guy in until we can get Trev. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It feels like Moose was a hundred years ago. I'm still really curious to know what the what, heck happened. The full story yeah. there. And you know, I've been a Husker fan long enough to know that sometimes the full story doesn't come out on some of this stuff. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, so maybe but the internet will have an opinion about it for sure. The internet for ages to come. Opinion. Yeah. I, Last week, you and I picked uh, healthy margins of victory. Mine was a little more healthy than yours. 
mine was a lot more healthy than yours, actually. And, um, but man, as I talked to people through the week, I just got more and more confident. I was really hoping for something like this. And I, I, maybe we all were, but I really was confident we could have an outing like this where the the anger and frustration, not even anger, the frustration of playing with excellence, especially on defense, playing pretty sharp against a pretty good defense last week um, and some insane special teams errors. I just felt like it could all come together against uh, a team that Nebraska has a healthy respect for. <laughs> Yeah, and that it it could be it could be grim for them, and it was it was glorious for us, grim for for the Wildcats. It was kind of sad. I like we follow enough Northwestern people on Twitter, yeah, that the the same types of tweets that we have posted in the past, I was seeing like just like a well, if you if you want to watch the rest of this game, you can kind of stuff or, you know, like just people throwing up their hands being like, this is rock bottom. That kind of stuff it was like, Oh, poor Northwestern fans. I can relate. <laughs> yeah. But that's, you know, kind of their lot in life. Not ours. We're it doesn't have more. to be. Yeah. We're meant for more. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk score predictions? I mean, we can. Okay. I usually bring it up when I won. Sure. I won. <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, yeah, I guess 31-10, you had 31-24. Yep. So. Uh, but nobody expected it to be anything like what it was. I mean, like, I know you were saying you were feeling pretty confident that maybe we could, like, pull out a blowout. But were you expecting one touchdown versus, what was it, how many times did we score? <laughs> eight i don't want to do the math yeah that's crazy eight touchdowns man. yeah but the, also i think the thing that was most encouraging to me it would have been encouraging however we got to 56 points but just to have big plays mm-hmm. this team has struggled in the red zone i don't think we passed it at all in the red zone which the guy who sits behind me two weeks ago or no it wouldn't have been two weeks ago Last time we had a home game, he's like, Frost never passes it in the red zone. He always runs it until it's third and ten. Just watch. And so now I'm reflecting, oh, he was right again. <laughs> but uh, so we didn't pass in the red zone, but we didn't have many. We didn't have to run, do much in the red zone because we had big plays. Yeah. And big plays. And I think Frost spoke to this a little bit where he was saying you script out all your awesome plays and you have kind of a plan for what you need to do. And when you're going 10, 7, 10, 15 yards a pop, and that's all, and there's no big plays, you have to use more of those plays. Yeah. You know, you got to work through your list faster. But when, uh, you know, play one from scrimmage is a 60-yard pass play, and then you run it between the tackles a couple times and score a touchdown, or when, you know, your first drive out of halftime is a one-play 83-yard drive, I mean, you don't uh, you, you don't dig that deep in your playing column. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Oh, and then also, I guess we're getting ready to move on here. But one one final thought is we enjoyed tweeting about this. Uh, Fitzgerald said before the game he was excited to not have to play against Martinez anymore. Yep. Uh, yeah, he, he he could come back. He's got another year of eligibility. <laughs> He's got another year. Yeah. Yeah. I Frost was alluding to stuff going on with him, and that yeah. he has. I I don't know what that's about. So who knows what actually happens? Maybe there's only so much crap. A student athlete can take and you know, maybe he has a future at the next level but he probably does in some form or fashion 
I'm really curious about what that was about. Um, well, I mean, he could just be talking about like all the grief he gets being, you know, he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders as the starting quarterback for Nebraska, you know, yeah, so, certainly the weight of the state. Yeah. Well, another good day by our long snapper dudes, Cameron paper and Cade Mueller on, on point. Not a lot of punt snapping, but plenty of PATs. And with that, I think it's time to send it to the voicemails, my man. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we got a few calls this week, uh, including uh, uh, a correction, <laughs> which we'll we'll get to in a moment. Um, but uh, let's let's start with uh, we're going to start with the call from Danny. So here is Danny from Omaha. Hey guys, this is Danny from Omaha, and uh, I just wanted to say I felt like watching the game today. This is the Husker football that we want to see. Um, I feel like this is kind of what I want to see and expect every every time we play. Um, and so it was really great to see that. I think if I had a criticism is uh, I wish that we would have kept running up the score. Um, I feel like the Huskers, especially with the season that we've been having, uh, I don't know that we really need to take it easy um, on, on any team, especially when we have a gimme win like this. So I would have liked to have seen that, but uh, – it was weird not having so many penalties. Something fell off, and I was I was missing all the the uh, penalties to uh, ruin our momentum. I had to get used to that, and um, just proud of our defense, proud of our offense, and uh, hopefully Scott Frost can get some sleep now. So thanks, guys. Keep up the great work. Go Big Red. Thanks for calling in, Danny. Um, I love it, man. Wanting to see Nebraska run up the score. Justin spoke to this a little bit earlier. Um, but I'm kind of with you. Um, I, like I said before, I would have loved to see one more touchdown, at least one more touchdown out of that team. Uh, Justin, what do you think about them putting in the, I mean, that we had second string guys in when, when did Smothers come in? He was third quarter at some point, right? Yeah. That last long touchdown throw to Torre was the last drive for Martinez. Yeah. So that was middle of the third quarter. Yep. So yeah, Smothers played probably a full quarter, and then Maskers was in at the end. And I love that the criticism that we got in the voicemail today is that we didn't run up the score by more. <laughs> that is yep. just that's just a great thing. And you know there there is a lot to be said about you know momentum gets killed by penalties. I mean we've seen it so much from this team, and uh, that didn't get in the way. Now. Was it a result of maybe we had really generous refs this week who weren't calling anything, even hmm. when maybe some things should have been called against Northwestern? There was a lot of holding from Northwestern that I did not see getting called. Um, yeah, no, that's true. But, you know, uh, this is one instance in which I'm okay with the way the game was called just because it didn't get in our way. <laughs> yeah, we won. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good point. So... All right. Well, thanks, Danny. We'll uh, make sure that you get yourself a free Runs a Combo coupon. Uh, and uh, next up is Michael from Omaha. Hello, this is Michael from Omaha. 56 to 7. Let me say that again. 56 to 7. That's what I thought Oklahoma or Michigan State was going to beat Nebraska the last couple weeks. I never thought, you know, starting out the season after Illinois that Nebraska would put up those kind of numbers. 
you know, my dad and I were talking, if we could um, eliminate the penalties and the mistakes that we were having on the offense and the special teams, that we could have a breakout game. And I think we saw what this team is capable of. We saw what Scott Frost has been preaching the last couple of weeks, that there is that this team can and uh, can be a great team. Now, we still have a lot, lot of work to do, but I'm pretty happy with what I saw um, last night at the game. As always, go Big Red, and hopefully we get a win next week. Bye. Michael, I'm right there with you. Um, you know, the, this is the week where we saw what Nebraska can be when they play a clean game and – Offense, defense, special teams are all on the same page. So uh, there's our breakout game, man. I want to see us uh, continue in that direction and see the exact same kind of game against North against Michigan, rather, <laughs> next week. Northern Michigan. Northern Michigan. Well, if we were playing them. That I know they're in powerhouse. Is there a Northern Michigan? I, I know that. I mean, there's Eastern Michigan. There's Western. Yeah. Might be Michigan Tech up there. Yeah, who knows? Uh, yeah, great. No, great. Great to hear from you, Michael. Yeah, it is good to have the breakout game. I think that's what it was. I think we now need to follow it up. I mean, a breakout game is only as good as your next game, I suppose. So, a great confidence builder for the guys and on on to Michigan, like you said, Mike. You know what else is really good is the song "Breakout" by the Foo Fighters. How's that one go? He yells "Breakout" a lot. <laughs> All right, last but not least, uh, I do want to share, uh, we have one more phone call. Um, I think it's worth giving Kyle from Pier uh, a reprisal this week. So here's <laughs> this Kyle is your correction. Pier. Yep. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Kyle from Pier, not Pierre, as, you get, as uh, one of you tried to say during our the Oklahoma game. Um, <laughs> uh, just before I get into today's game, that's about 30 minutes after the game. I want to say is I really appreciate your guys' uh, Michigan State coverage. I've always been a, a frost mist, but um, you guys really brought me back to an even keel. I had a rough weekend last weekend where I got sick, and on top of the Huskers losing, it was a it was a no win situation. But back to the battles of the capital ends. I mean, man, can you talk about an improvement of the offensive line? Zero sacks, the old line energized. I mean, you cannot complain about that. And that was just impressive. And the end of the day, I, can you guys think of a time we have seen all three phases of Nebraska football, the offense, defense, and special teams, synergized like we did today. I mean, we had our first punt, I think, in the third quarter. I mean, that just tells you how much our offense finally seemed to click together. Anyways, guys, I uh, I want to say appreciate what you guys do. Thanks again, and keep our eyes towards that uh, khaki-wearing uh, Michigan team. So thanks a lot, and hope you guys have a good week. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for the call, Kyle. Uh, I'm glad we were able to help you through a tough weekend there. And, uh, yeah, man, synergy. We saw it. It was mm-hmm. happening. It was real. And uh, it's encouraging to me to hear that our podcast had that effect on somebody because I'll be honest, uh, you kind of talked me off the ledge 
you know the proverbial ledge last week in in terms of together Mike. how i felt about that game and so um if we as a podcast uh hopefully you know as a maybe a microcosm a representation of husker fans at large can help people process <laughs> games like that um i guess we're we're doing a little bit of a public service here with this podcast um you know and and uh i hope certainly that kyle is indicative of several other listeners the only difference is that kyle actually uh will call in and and let us know um so the way we're going to do things tonight danny and michael congratulations you have uh won yourself or earned yourself a runs a coupon um since kyle had called in last time we're we're gonna take a pass on kyle it's okay we're gonna spread the love let somebody else win this week and uh you know maybe maybe we'll choose you again in the future that never hurts to keep calling in uh we love hearing from y'all and and speaking of hearing from folks we did actually receive additional calls last week that did not make it onto the podcast um one in particular comes to mind uh mandy from pleasantville called in um, she she took up the uh, the invitation that we extended for um, our female listeners <laughs> to call in and, and share their thoughts. Um, it just came in a little bit too late for us to have it on the podcast. It was uh, you know it was pretty much edited and ready to go by the time we got that call. So um, Mandy, if you are listening, um, we're gonna extend the invitation to you specifically. If you will call in next week, we will give you not one but two free right. Runza combo coupons. So um, hopefully you're listening. You know it says right here, long time listener, first time caller. Hopefully this means you're in a habit of listening to us from week to week. Because we're not going to tweet about it. We're not going to text you. We're not going to email you. You have to listen. So <laughs> um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you, Mandy, again, and future you on the podcast. So there is your invitation. Um, as well as everybody. So um, we love hearing from from our listeners and friends um, on Twitter, uh, you know, people who just listen and want to call in. Um, it's awesome to hear from you all. So especially after a win like this, it's, it's it, nice to hear these people's comments after a win. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'll say, I feel like, th- is this the third year we've done the reaction line? It might be. It might be I, the fourth. It's uh, at least the third. Yeah, I feel like... People have really gotten into the spirit of it this year. I feel like uh, it's just, yeah, we've, we've been getting a good amount of calls with good comments and, and also just, I don't know, I feel like the interaction has been really positive on social media through DMs, you know, everything. So it is, it is, uh, it is really encouraging to hear from, from listeners. So thanks. We have a great, a great community. Appreciate y'all. Thanks everybody. And, oh, also uh, some of you have heard from us recently because I did finally mail out all of the Runza coupons yeah. that we had previously awarded. Except so. for the one guy whose address, who you never responded to us. So if you, if we said <laughs> we were going to send you one and you have not yet received it by the time you're listening to this, let me know because we, we need your address. I think we're I think we're at the point, Justin, where it's like, you know, when, when somebody turns something into the police department and it isn't claimed after like 90 days. Um, I think we just get to keep his coupon if he doesn't you, respond. You were threatening that last week, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, you know, circle back to uh, Kyle's comments. You know, he's kind of anticipating that Michigan game. Um, he brought up the khaki pants. Um, 
I think it's time to talk about Michigan. Do you want me to tell you where we're at with Nebraska SP Plus before we go to Michigan? Wait. Or should we... Yes, because I would okay. love to hear those uh, special teams SP Plus yeah. numbers. Yeah, you. I was writing them down while we were on the call, and I was positive. So you, but you probably don't know how how positive or why. So that was kind of cryptic. We're up twenty five spots overall to twenty two. Wow, wow. So yeah, we were at we were at like forty seven. Is that right? Up to twenty two. We're top twenty five top twenty five team. Offensively, we're up 19 spots to 34. Mm-hmm. Defensively, we're up 11 spots to 20. So it's a top 20 defense, folks. I'll take it. And special teams is up two spots <laughs> to 122. I guess when you don't have special teams uh, really as a factor in the game, other uh-huh. than extra points, which are by any other team's standards a gimme, right? I guess that's not too surprising. <laughs> I thought we were going to take a huge jump in special teams just because that one punt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, when you're digging out of a hole, it takes a lot of time to get up to level, I right, guess. Right. Right. So. All right. Well, here, let's uh, let's get into Michigan. So yeah. overall, we are 22 in SP+. Plus. Michigan is 8. Oof. Offensively, they're 26th. Um, uh, defensively, they're 8th. And their special teams are three. So, oh, boy. So, you know, this will not be a game to screw up. Really hoping Oliver Martin stays healthy and that we don't return any kicks that we shouldn't return. <laughs> you know, take a knee, wave, you know, let it go in the end zone, whatever. Um, they are 5-0. and And they ho- their first four games were all at home. It's kind of interesting schedule here. A lot, n- nothing super tough until Wisconsin. So they beat Western Michigan 47-14. Western Michigan is 70th overall. Then they beat Washington 31-10. Washington's currently 49th overall. They beat West uh, Northern Illinois 63-10. Northern Illinois is 100th overall. They beat Rutgers 20-13. So that's their one, one close game. Rutgers is 62 overall. And then Wisconsin, they beat just yesterday 38-17. Wisconsin's 10th according to SP+. Really struggling this year and might be in a little bit of a spiral right now. Uh, nevertheless, the algorithm likes them a lot and uh, they're 10th overall. So kind of kind of a unique situation there. So, you know, the I think you were saying this earlier where Nebraska has been really tested and come up short several times. Uh, Michigan maybe hasn't been tested, but has, for the most part, handled the competition. Uh, quarterback that will likely see start this Saturday is Cade McNamara, who's uh, not passing it very much. He's completed 50 of 81 attempts for 731 yards. That's a 61.7% completion percentage, nine yards on average. He does have a long of 87, five touchdowns, no interceptions, no sacks. So. Mm. Yeah, really, really solid. Their lead rusher is Blake Corum with 84 attempts for 521 yards. That's a 6.2-yard average. Uh, he's got a 67-yard long, and he's got seven touchdowns. It looks like it's kind of a one-two punch here between Blake and then Hassan Haskins, who's carried the ball 80 times for 369 yards, so 4.6 yards per carry, the long of 22, six touchdowns. So maybe he's more of their uh, the thunder to Blake Corum's lightning. Sure. Um, let's see. Cade McNamara barely pulls up any rushing stats. He's got 11 rushes for nine yards 
a long of nine and one touchdown. Hmm. So not not a big running threat is Cade. Uh, at receiver, Cornelius Johnson is the lead receiver with 10 receptions for 245 yards, a long of 87 and three touchdowns. And then Dalen Baldwin has six receptions for 155 yards and two touchdowns. Um, those are both wide receivers. Eric All, Al, All, A-L-L, tight end has nine receptions for 97 yards, no touchdowns. So, um, yeah, they really they really like to run the ball, it sounds to me like. Yeah. Jake Moody is their kicker. He's 23 of 23 on PATs. He's 8 of 9 on field goal. His one miss was in the 40s, as long as 52 yards. And their leading tackler is linebacker Josh Ross with 32 total tackles, a half a sack, a pass defended. And their sack leader looks to be Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end, four and a half sacks, and also is forced to fumble. He's got 18 total tackles on the year. And their interception leader is they've got a couple guys with one. They've got two interceptions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jemon Green, G-E-M-O-N, and Daxton Hill each have an interception. Daxton has four passes defended. And uh, so, yeah, it's um, it's been a pretty dominant team. I like to think they haven't faced an Adrian Martinez. So that's I'm I'm hopeful. Yeah, man. I think it I think it could definitely happen. They're five and zero. Oh, they're first in the Big Ten East, but I, I they haven't played anybody. I feel like. You know, this is something where it could totally be eating my words. But I I feel like ranking them in the top 10 is based purely on that they haven't lost a game. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, uh, if you, if it's Michigan look, and they haven't yeah. lost, so they're a top 10 team. Right, right. We're, we're five games in, and they are probably one of the few teams that is still undefeated. So I guess they have to be up there. But when you look at the stats, you look at who they've played – um, I don't think that we need to be afraid of Michigan going into this game. Yeah, you know, I like their – it's kind of strength on strength. They like to rush the ball, and I like our rush defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will be a really interesting matchup. I, I really like how Nebraska has uh, really committed to slowing down offensively. They have that gas pedal, and they like to – they like to put their foot on the gas after a first down, like line up real quick and run it real quick right after a first down. Uh-huh. Um, but for the most part, instead of doing like a two-minute drill or a 60-second drill, they're more than happy to play Big Ten football and try for like four-minute drives and just uh, shut down shut down the clock, make, make the game shorter. Uh-huh. And I feel like we saw that for the first time one or two years ago against Wisconsin where it was – clearly noticeable that we were not doing hurry up. So um, I'm trying to think of like a Star Wars quote here where it's like the transformation is complete, my young (laughs) apprentice or something. I can Um, put in a Star Wars drop here. Around the survivors, a perimeter create. Yeah, I I like our chances. You, uh, who who gave their score prediction first last week? You? Um, I think you did, because I, I was like, I have mine written down, and then we were like, oh, I guess we're kind of close again. Well, do so, you have one ready? I have one ready to go, man. Let us let me do it again, because I feel like you did it first a bunch. Okay, go for it. I'm, I'm going to call for a close game. Of course, Nebraska wins, because you have to win in our score prediction contest. I think we're going to be able to score some points, and uh, 
I think it's close. I've got 27-26. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So we're we're kind of in the same range here. You should um, accept that way. Yeah. My my reasoning is if Rutgers if Rutgers can hold Michigan to 20 points, our mm. defense can hold Michigan at 20 oh, points. Yeah. So that's why my prediction is 28 to 20 Nebraska. I like I like your rationale. <laughs> um on a, a a a tangent here real quick. Every time I hear Jacques Yant, mm-hmm. I have two thoughts. One is I go, yeah, really loud. <laughs> and I was like, Mandy, are you going to get really annoyed if I do that for the next four years? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, that's, that's really annoying. But then I also think with that strong French name, it makes me think of, uh, remember Top Secret? Oh, and yeah. And he's, he's meeting all the French resistance guys, mm-hmm. and their names are like Croissant and Escargot. Right, right. <laughs> and Le <laughs> oh boy deja vu and he's it's like and funny. this is deja vu and he says have we met before it's actually really funny that you should bring that up because i was thinking about that movie today and i don't think about that movie every day so i think about it often in fact i already tweeted that clip and bizarro max responded that he loves that movie and now he has skeet surfing stuck in my head and i was like <laughs> oh man i knew i liked this guy yeah dude He's great. I wish he'd yeah. call in every week. Bizarro Max fan club. He's the the friendly Iowa fan. Like, they're not all bad people. <laughs> Just some of them. <laughs> some of them are insufferable, but Bizarro's not one of them. So, Mike, if you want to drop in that clip, I tweeted out the YouTube video of it. Okay, sure. Yeah. Introduce the American to the men. Very well. This is Chevalier. Montage, détente, avant-garde, and déjà vu. Have we not met before, monsieur? I don't think so. Over there, croissant, soufflé, escargot, chocolate mousse. Mm. Oh, the, the other, there was one other thing I wanted to mention. I'm going to say it now because I'm afraid I'm going to forget it and if I don't. Okay. And that was, I hope you had a happy birthday this last week. Oh, thank you. I did. Um, in fact, I, I got to see you on Friday night because there was a uh, surprise for me on Friday in the form of, well, your presence and a whole bunch of other people. <laughs> so, yeah. So thank you for, for making the trip to Omaha and hanging out for a little while. And yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Good to see you. Yeah. It's like twice in two years so we're on a roll <laughs> it feels like i see you more often just because of the podcast but, but are you yeah. looking at me right now i am oh, I see, I i've you got you minimized i'm not looking at you it's all oh, right do you even have your camera on no i don't well i that's, mean like that's a weird power dynamic there where you're like i could see you but i won't let you see well me. i wasn't watching you the whole time i i turned the you know i brought it back to this window because you asked me am i looking at you so i was like what's yeah, sure. with that <laughs> the one thing though that i never question is the quality of meat that you're going to get from central nebraska buffalo mm, bison burgers bison steaks bison weenies with like cheddar jalapeno infusion action going on they got all kinds of crazy stuff you should get it yeah, she's been kind of sharing the story of 
this hot dog recipe, buffalo hot dog recipe that was lost to human awareness and then someone managed to replicate it and so now they're selling them again. That's I kinda great. Want one. I kind of want one now. I could go for that. I haven't eaten in several hours. Six, seven, seven hours? Probably something like that. It's been a while. Why? What's wrong? I just, uh, you know, I start working on stuff and I forget about food. I do that at lunch. I have a big breakfast and then sometimes I really get rolling mm-hmm. and then forget about lunchtime and it's like 3.30 and I look up and I'm like, oh, shoot, I didn't have lunch. I was going to say, like, the, the the problem with me then is that it's very likely that I might eat something late tonight and that's not good mm. for me. <laughs> so, you know, but, you know, won't... whatever time you're eating, Central Nebraska Buffalo is the way to go. And 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 wherever you're eating, you should eat in a in a house that Monty Rody helped you buy. Yeah, I like it. It's been a, it's been an interesting journey the last couple of years with real estate. I'm not I'm not quite uh, privy to what's going on with the real estate market right now, but I know it's not quite the feeding frenzy that it was say a year ago. Um, but uh, you know, feast or famine, when when things are up, when things are down. Um, we want to recommend Monty Rody to help guide you through that process. Um, and, uh, you know, we've talked about it before, but it's never too early to start that conversation. So, um, or if you're halfway through and you don't know what to do anymore, you know, maybe you need to switch, switch real estate agents. That's, that's happened. Uh, even in my own family, I had some family members that were working with somebody. It didn't quite work out. Jump ship. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh. 402-770-3356 402-770-3356 if you're a uh, if you're a boomer or I don't know Gen X give them a call if you're a millennial <laughs> or Z give them a text it's funny that you say that because the difference between how my brother and I use our cell phones could not be could not be any different I mean oh, could, really? not be, could not be go? farther apart uh, just, uh, Justin Bill prefers to talk like that's all he wants to do. He doesn't. He never wants to text. And I'm like, really? Why can't he just text me? <laughs> that's funny. Because yeah. my brother. So your brother is. Can we say our brother's ages? On no, that, I mean he's he's three and a half years older than me. So. Yeah, and my brother's three and a half years younger than me, and we're about the same age. So he's on. You know, he prefers to text, and I'm kind of in this nether region where it's like, you know, let's let's just let's just talk on the phone sometimes, but most of the time it's like, why are you calling me to people? (laughs) Although I will tell you, if you follow my personal Twitter account, I'm committed to answering all spam calls. And I just really want to get as far. I feel like inspired by the reply. All guys. I was going to say, (laughs) I want to roll with this, but they hang up on me immediately every time. And they're always ridiculous scenarios. Like uh, the last one was, Hey, we're just, it's a robot voice. We are calling to let you know to confirm your $1,000 Amazon purchase for an iMac or an iMac Mac, or I don't know what it was. A Mac. I don't have Apple products. It's okay. Like to confirm, if you'd like to dispute this, press one. So I press one and it's quiet. And I was like, hello. And they click. Mm. Hmm. So I don't know if they just want me to be like, my name's Justin. My social security number is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Like, what are they, what are they looking for there? I don't understand. I just want I just want someone to talk to me. <laughs> What's wrong with me? I I if I don't recognize the number, I do not answer my phone. And What's if I the recognize new- the number, I do not answer my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Full millennial. Embrace it. Embrace no, yourself. if if I have my phone with me, 
and I didn't accidentally leave it on do not disturb all day. And then I see that my phone is like, then I'll answer it. But the oh, problem is, is I just ignore my phone all the time. I was going to say, let's not, let's not get into texting. Cause that is a beef I have with you. <laughs> you're like the, you're the worst texter. <laughs> Every single text is like 24 hours later and it's, Hey man, sorry. Here's my excuse. Now I'm going to answer your question. No, okay. Well, all right. So <laughs> email equals get back to me this week. Text means get back to me when when you get a chance. So it could be immediately, it could be tonight, could be early tomorrow at some point. I don't know. Uh, if you want to get hell to me right now, call me. I don't. I don't trust that you'll answer it. I mean, and I your voicemail is full, isn't it? No, I'm not that bad. You're not one of those guys. No, no. Guys, Mike anyway. is the worst at text. <laughs> so All right, guys. So anyway. Um, Public shame. So uh, I think we're think we're there. <laughs> okay. Think we're there, and it's not my fault this week. <laughs> All right. Go big red, Mike. Go big red. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is an unofficial, non-commercial podcast and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this podcast belong solely to the individuals expressing them. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with the Nebraska Cornhuskers or the University of Nebraska. Nebraska.